0: Sister Helen, thank you for joining me. Session five of Dignity and the Death Penalty talks about what it means to have respect for the dignity of all human beings and how the death penalty violates that. In what way is the death penalty cruel and unusual punishment for someone who has taken another person's life? The Eighth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States says that we will not punish with cruel and unusual punishment. That's what the words say. At this point, we do not have a Supreme Court who looks at those words and interprets them that sentencing a human being to death, a conscious, imaginative human being who anticipates dying and dies a thousand times inside their mind before they die is cruelty. We do not acknowledge that that is torture. Amnesty International and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights defines torture. In fact, the UN Convention Against Torture defines torture as an extreme mental or physical assault on someone rendered defenseless. If someone's defenseless, that's what makes torture, torture. If you're fighting, they're fighting, and you have self-defense. But it's to be rendered defenseless and then either extreme physical assault if we even venture into what was done to the prisoners in Guantanamo it's too hard even to mention but what unspeakable with their heads and faces smashed against the wall hung from their thumbs waterboarded 180 times but why did we not call that torture well what you do is you practice legalisms and so what was the thinking in the, the people who were under George W. Bush that allowed and tolerated these tortures was, well, the Geneva Convention says that you can't torture prisoners of war, but they're not prisoners of war, they're enemy combatants so we can do what we want to them. The nature of torture is an extreme, an extreme mental, think of it. You're sentenced to death, you sit in a death cell for 20 years And then, and you watch, like Joseph O'Dell, one of the men I accompanied, he watches 20 people he knew on death row in Virginia be led to their deaths, some good friends. You watch other people taken out and killed, and you wait for your moment. Everybody has the same nightmare. The guards are coming for me. It's my time. I'm kicking. I'm screaming. I'm going, no. And then I wake up, and I look around, and I'm in my cell. Not now, but it'll come later. How can we not address that as torture? It's because we feel we can justify it. We say, oh, but look what they did. This is about us as a nation and what we do. So we need to understand the nature of torture and cruelty. The people are going to get it first, and the Supreme Court is going to follow on big issues like torture and also on race. The Supreme Court tends to follow the people more than it takes leadership. What conditions within the prison system, within the United States, need to be corrected? Well, first of all, the people were thrown into prison. I mean, if you saw the exchange between Cory Booker and Merrick Garland when he was being uh, interviewed about the job that he would take as attorney general, and Cory Booker just spoke to with all the people that do drugs in this country, overwhelmingly the incarceration is of people of color. We throw away people too fast, too quick, and for too long sentences. Young people, people in solitary confinement. In Dublin, there's a woman's prison. I visited it. The warden said as we were going in, he said, You know what, my greatest problem is? I can't get the women to leave. At, first, at last, they found a place where they they are helped with parenting and their children, they are helped with education, they are helped with mental therapy to deal with their deep wounds, they're taught how to get a job, they're educated. That's a prison in Dublin, Ireland. We could also do that. The first step is, and we barely begun, but we begun, they have alternative courts for drugs and not throw human beings into prison for long years for a nonviolent crime, namely drugs. More than 100 countries have abolished the death penalty. Why do you think it has remained in place in many states and in federal law? You always have to look at when a country keeps something in place, there are people benefiting from it. One of the things we know about prisons is, especially with private prisons in there, people bring home hefty little paychecks from running those prisons. And when they don't have enough people to fill the beds, they go out and get people to fill the beds. I knew a case of a guy in Louisiana, I knew he was sent to Texas to fill the beds. You have to always say, who's benefiting? Who's been benefiting from the massive incarceration and being tough on crime? Who's gotten elected to office by running on that platform? Do you know this is the first time we had a presidential election, and for the first time we actually had a presidential candidate saying they were against the death penalty? Why is that? Why is it taken so long? you got to always look who benefits politically, gets elected to office. In Louisiana, we've even had prosecutors brag about how many death sentences they got because they were running for a higher office. You can't have people benefiting from the suffering and the death of others. But as the consciousness of the people grows and people wake up, that's what shuts it down. We are, run, we are a capitalist country. The economy runs everything. Who benefits in business? Human rights are not the first thing on our table as a country. That's why it's taking us so long to have the first major bill to deal with childhood poverty The first time that it's ever been done in such a sweeping way other than the new deal that Roosevelt did during the Depression, it's been because of the pandemic. When you have a big thing that happens, knocks the pins out, you have a chance of doing something new. The road away from incarceration is a decent life where kids go to good schools and learn, where you can get a decent job with minimum paying and no longer just minimum, but a a survival rate of of getting paid a salary, you're not going to have people going into jail and into prison. That's the road that we got to begin to take. We have kept it so long because it's hard for us first. When you have the Supreme Court of the land that doesn't acknowledge that taking a human being and then killing them after an extended period of time awaiting is cruelty if you don't have a Supreme Court that can acknowledge the torture. So it's always grassroots ground. What's that beautiful Psalm? Truth springs up out of the ground. Jesus always talked about social change happening like yeast and dough, mm-hmm. like a seed coming up out of the ground. It's always gonna be gradual. That's where we gotta go. Thank you so much, Sister Prejean.